The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford, and I'm here with our small business expert, Gene Marks. Welcome, Gene. I am happy to be here, Elizabeth. Oh, good. Thank you. I'm so glad. So today we're going to talk about side hustles. And what I mean by that is, let's say you're working a full-time job. Hopefully you're working a full-time job, and you decide you're going to start your own business, Mm. but you're a nine-to-five employee. But this is a, you're not you're not using this business to replace your job. It's just a side hustle. Is that right? Well, for now, it's a side hustle. But mm-hmm. you want to transition from Ooh. being a nine to five employee to making your side hustle a successful small business. So ultimately, you're running your side hustle with the objective of leaving your job one day exactly. and running your, and running this new business. Okay. So we're going to talk through the time frame savings, what you need to, how you need to financially prepare yourself. We're going to get to all of that after we hear from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by the Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, the Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out the Hartford small business insurance at thehartford.com. And we're back. So, Gene, I want to start with a personal question for you. Tell us a little bit about how you transitioned from a full-time job into being a business owner. So I was a corporate controller at a company with about 60 employees. So that was my full-time job. And it was a, you know, it was, there was a lot of work that was involved in this job. Um, but then I decided to, that I didn't want to do that long-term and I wanted to have my own business. My dad was starting up a company at the time. It was fledgling. It was a software company. And he asked me to join up with him. Um, he had no money. He had no, what, you know, it was just, it was software that he had developed, like an accounting software. And I had the skill set for doing that because, and we'll get back to that, but you know, my background, I'm a CPA. So it kind of fit right in. So I said, sure, I'll, you know, let's do this. And so uh, that's, I made that decision. Um, But first you talked to your wife. I did. So it was a year and a half transition to do something like that is what it ultimately took. And the very first thing that I do is you're exactly right. Um, I talked to my wife. People talk about what do I need to do to start up a business, regardless of whether you're working a full-time job or not. Many people do start it up from jobs. Um, You need to have capital. And it's not just money in the bank, which we'll get to in a minute, but um, time capital as well. You have to have the commitment of your family um, behind you. Starting up a business is tough. And starting up a business, if you even already have a full-time job, means you're essentially working working two jobs, which is what I did. So I, you know, you know, I would finish my job at the company I was at, and then I would go home and be doing work for my other business at nights and on the weekends. And that takes a lot of time away. Yeah. And there's an age thing. Like when I did that, I was like in my late twenties, early thirties. And, you know, and so, you know, we had little kids at the time. These are things that people deal with, you know, and so, you know, it's pressure away from the family and it's uh, pressure on your spouse. And so, you know, I just I just have to say, if you're thinking of starting up your own business and you're you already have a full time job, you're now talking about working two jobs. And is your spouse ready for that? Make you just make sure because it impacts everybody in the house. So that was number one. OK. And then we had to make sure we had enough money. Right. So, I mean, I set and I, I a lot of people kind of keep this open, but my advice is to set a date when you think you want to make this transition out, when you think you're going to quit your full-time job and move into running your own business. So what do you think is, and I'm sure the answer is going to be, it depends. It depends, but, but I, I, I used a year and a half and I thought a year and a half was pretty good. And I'll tell you the reason why. 
Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I was with my brother-in-law. This was last year and I jumped down his throat because he was starting up a business and he was going to quit his job. And he was like convinced that his business would be, he'd be making as much money in the next three months that he's been making at yeah. his job. And it, what you learn um, if you're an employee at a company and you've never run a business before, you have no idea how good you have it in some ways. You know what I mean? Like you have health insurance, you have that paycheck benefits. coming in, you have benefits. If it's, if it's a snow day, you still get paid. If it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of security in having a job. And there's a lot of benefits. When you go out and start your own business, it quickly becomes a very yeah. cold, hard and dark world. So you want to make sure what, what makes that world brighter is money, you know? <laughs> so having enough capital and money in the bank um, will see you through. And that's why I say, you know, I, you're right. It depends how long does this transition take, but I think on average, at least a year and a half, you want to give yourself 18 months before you okay. actually cut the ties. And that's, that should give you enough time to build up a customer base revenues coming in so that if you transition over to your business, you can at least, I mean, it might not cover all of your expenses. Hopefully you've got some savings, but at least it'll cover the great portion of your expenses. Now, what are your well. benchmarks and your timeline? What, what would you see is like, all right, you started up, you have your first customer. Is it like... You have your first 300 customers by six months out. Right. Like what? So um, it's, it's, again, it comes down to dollars. So it's okay. not the How number of making? customers. Yeah, it's your cash flow. So what you do is we talk about like sort of steps that you take. So you've cleared it with your spouse. You've set yourself a goal, a timeline is what you want to do. Yep. Next thing you want to do is you want to create a forecast. I mean, okay. you want to sit down. Now, by the way, some people start up businesses or they try, some people, they, they'll work, they're fantastic at their jobs. They're in marketing, they're in <clears throat> engineering, they do something at the big company, but they're like horrible with, with money or with numbers. Mm -hmm. And you better realize quick that if you're going to run a business, you better know math pretty well. You know, I mean, you'd be, be pretty familiar with dollars and cents. So you put together that forecast and that forecast is a cold, hard look at what life will be once you transition out of your job. So on day one, what will my revenues be? <laughs> Right. You know, what, what do I predict my revenues to be over the next, you know, two years after I leave my job? I mean, so now you're, you're looking three and a half years in front of you now, right? A year and a half. How do you figure that out? Well, how does anybody figure that out? I mean, if you're going to have a business, you got to have a business plan. So if you're even thinking of going to business, you've got to be doing it with some reason. You, you want to be making money at it. How do you figure out if a piece of equipment is going to pay you back on what you're buying or if, or if a loan is worth taking? You sit, you've got a business idea. Hopefully you take the time to look at your market and what your potential revenues can be, what you think that you can gather in. And then you start coming up with estimates saying, listen, if I hustle or whatever, I believe my business can generate X amount of customers generating this amount of income. I mean, you have to sit there. Any banker will ask you that question. Why should I finance you if I don't, if you can't even tell me what your forecasted revenue should be for a business like this? How big is the market? How many of these units can you sold, sell or how many hours can you spend? You know, so you have to figure that out, you know, as to what your revenues will be. And then you have to come up with your costs for the business as well, because whatever's left over, hopefully will be your cash. And then you have to look and say, geez, you know, it's going to take me two years before I've got a positive cash flow or two years before I'm actually earning the same kind of money, I hope, 
that I'm earning right now. So then the next question you ask yourself is, do you have savings in the bank to pay the bills for those two years? Because it can't just be, yeah. you know, a, so you have to, you have to do that whole cash flow out for a good 24 month period after you start your business. And that's why I say, if you get a head start 18 months before you leave your job, yeah. it's hopefully that when you do pull the plug, you've actually got revenues coming in. That helps your cash flow a lot once you start up. So if you are working for corporate America right now, right. or any, any, really any company, right. if you, so you take your salary, it's actually, I think it's like 150% more. So like, let's say, you know, just for sake of argument that you make $100,000 a year, the company's actually spending $150,000 a year to employ you. Sure. So I, again, my advice on this is you want to look at this zero sum. People start businesses for different reasons. It's not necessarily all about the money, although I think money should be a big factor yeah. in it. And it's not necessarily that you want to make as much money that you're making at your job. Some people say, you know what, if I can make half as much money, but have more freedom and yeah. you know, more flexibility, I'm like happy, you know? So really what you have to look at is what will it cost to maintain your lifestyle that you want over the next two years? Yeah. That's so what you base you your cash flow on. Forget about what you're making now. Your current lifestyle, though, you have to think about making 50% more than your current salary. Yeah, well, what you wanted, yeah, it's not, again, it's not your salary, Elizabeth. It's what is my mortgage? What is my auto payments? What is my, you know, I want to take a vacation a year. What are my school tuition? Whatever it is, um, I got to look out over a 12 month period. These are the expenses I need to make sure I'm covering as well as extra discretionary cash. So I need to be making X dollars. You know, I mean, whatever I'm making now, my corporate, corporate job is irrelevant. It's what I need to be making to cover my nut over the next two years yeah. and then I'll grow it from there. Right. So that's, that's how you have to be thinking. That's your mindset. Not that you want to just replace your salary. We'll be right back with Gene's word of brilliance. Do you want to start a business, but don't know how to leverage your skills and strengths? Small Biz Ahead has you covered. Our new ebook, Opportunity Knocks, how to find and pursue a business idea that's right for you. will help you determine the best markets for you to start a business in, how to set up a business based on your personality, and how to put your ideas into action with a solid business plan. Go to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. All right, we're back with Gene's Word of Brilliance. So my Word of Brilliance um, today, we've kind of covered this before, but not in the same terms, uh, Elizabeth, is cash. Um, right now, um, in the, the, we're, we're, we're talking now, it's the fall of 2018, and uh, the state of New Jersey right now is going through a debate about allowing businesses, or, or excuse me, um, not allowing businesses to refuse cash paying customers. And there was a bill that was recently passed in the New Jersey Assembly, but it's kind of stalled in the Senate, but it's going to go back to a vote before the end of 2018. Some states actually have these laws in place. There is no federal law about this. And it's a controversial issue among small business owners, right? Do you think, Elizabeth, that, uh, and the word of brilliance, by the way, is cash. Do you <laughs> think that businesses, retailers, restaurants should be forced by the government to accept cash from their customers? Do you think that it should be a law that they have to accept cash? If it's, yeah, if it's my cash, yeah. So you think it's, it should be a law? So if I'm a small bit, like Sweetgreen, for example, is a very popular yeah. salad chain. Yeah, we've talked about that. They the don't past. accept, 
they don't accept cash in their business. And right now, Walmart is looking into doing the same. Starbucks is testing that out as well. And in fact, Starbucks, uh, Walmart, uh, Amazon, they're the ones that are sort of contesting this thing going on in New Jersey. Well, I know how you would argue this. You would say you need to take payment from your customers you know me so any well. way they want to give it to you. You know me so well. And that's the message here. I wouldn't here. take Bitcoin, but if I was starting a business, I would take cash. I wouldn't take checks, probably. But cash, credit card, yeah. I okay. mean, to survive in business, I feel like maybe Starbucks can get away with that. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. And you said you wouldn't take Bitcoin, but if enough of my customers were coming in wanting to pay in Bitcoin, I'd really? probably start taking Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, I thought that's... you said they were. No, no. I'm saying like if, if somebody, you know, if, if I had enough customers saying we want to pay you in Bitcoin, then what am I going to do? Not take Bitcoin? Yeah, of that's course. true. So I just, I guess the takeaway that I could say is this, if you're running a business and either you refuse to set, accept cash, credit only, or you do the opposite. I know we've had rants about that. Those retailers that, 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 that uh, don't accept credit cards yeah. and only accept cash you know in 2000 a lot of hate mail about that well actually. people <laughs> should be accepting whatever form of payment that their customers want to provide yeah. to them and you have to have the ability to do that so you agree with this law um no i i i abhor the law and i did i detest the fact that the government actually has to tell business owners to accept cash when i believe that um, we as business owners should should have the common sense to know that we should yeah. be accepting cash and any other form of payment that needs to be made. So well, you take checks. Yeah, we take checks. From, we take credit cards. Yeah, we take cash you're, from you're our clients. Payment from other businesses. We are. Like, so we're probably, so it's a different world. If it's you were taking it from like Joe Schmo off the street and right. you were selling like you were a bakery and you were selling bread, would you accept checks? It depends on how many customers are bringing in my checks, and if that's the case, then I would probably have an arrangement with a check cashing service or something oh. that. Right. would uh, protect me against anybody. Okay. You know, but nowadays, if it's an odd customer that's coming in with checks, um, it's probably not something that would be worth my while. Yeah. But if we have enough customers that are coming in with cash and I'm running a, you know, a bakery or a restaurant, um, I should be accepting that cash. Yeah, so, I agree. So the takeaway is this, you know, whether, you know, even though the legislature are trying to require this by law, we should all be accepting all forms of payment. Great. All right, we'll be back with our next episode, which is about, I love this topics, topic, it's if a new business has a great idea and they shut down, is it legal to take that idea and open up your own small business? That's easy. We'll talk to you in a couple days. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.